chapter one part two of a common story by ivan goncharov translated by constance garnett eighteen sixty one to nineteen forty six this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter one part two how can we blame alexander for egoism because he was determined to leave home he was twenty from his nursery life had been all smiles for him his mother idolized him and spoiled him as mothers do spoil an only son his nurses all sang to him from his cradle that he would walk in gold and never know sorrow his teachers declared that he would do something and in addition to the adoration of his own household the daughter of their neighbor smiled on him and the old cat vaska seemed to be more amiable to him than to any one else in the house sorrow tears trouble all that he knew of only by hearsay as we know of some disease which has not appeared openly but which lurks hidden away somewhere in men so the future presented itself to him in rainbow colours something beckoned him into the distance but what precisely that he could not tell seductive phantoms glimmered before him but he could never catch a close view of them he could hear mingled sounds now the voice of glory now the voice of love and all moved him to a sweet unrest the world of his home soon seemed narrow to him nature and his mother's fondness the devotion of his nurses and of all the household his soft bed and dainty food and purring cats all these comforts so dearly prized in the decline of life he would have gladly exchanged for the unknown full of alluring and mysterious fascination even his love for sophia a first soft rosy love did not restrain him what was this love to him he dreamed of a colossal passion which should achieve great exploits and triumph over every obstacle he loved sophia meanwhile with a small love while waiting for the greater he dreamed too of great deeds in his country's service he studied many subjects and diligently on his certificate it was recorded that he had mastered some dozen sciences and half a dozen languages ancient and modern above all he dreamed of making a name as a writer his verses were the admiration of his schoolfellows before him stretched a number of paths and they seemed each better than the other he did not know into which to throw himself only the straight path was hidden from his eyes had he seen it even now perhaps he would not have gone away how could he stay his mother wished it that was quite another matter and very natural in her heart all feelings had died away except one love for her son and it clutched feverishly at this last object except for him what was left for her nothing but death it has long been an accepted fact that a woman's heart cannot live without love alexander had been spoiled but was not demoralized by his home life he was so happily formed by nature that his mother's love and the adoration of all around him only influenced him in a good direction prematurely awakening for example his sympathetic feelings and inspiring in him an excessive confidence in every one this very fact perhaps tended to kindle ambition in him but ambition in itself is only a mould all will depend on what is the substance you pour into it by far the greatest danger for him was the fact that his mother for all her devotion to him could not give him a true view of life and did not prepare him for the struggle which awaited him and awaits every man in his turn 
but this would have needed a master hand a clear intellect and a fund of great experience not bounded by the narrow provincial horizon it would have needed some one who was even able to love him rather less not to think of him every minute not to remove out of his way every care and every obstacle not to weep and to suffer in his place even in his childhood so as to enable him to feel the approach of difficulties for himself to meet them with his own forces and to think for his own future in a word to understand that he is a man how was anna pavlovna to know all this still more to put it into practice the reader has seen what she was would he not like to see more of her she had already forgotten her son's selfishness alexander fedoritch found her engaged in packing a second time his clothes and linen in the bustle and the preparations for the journey she had apparently completely forgotten her sorrow here sashenka notice well where i put things she said below everything at the bottom of the trunk the sheets a dozen look is it right in the list yes mamma all with your mark you see a f a all our darling sonishka without her our stupid creatures would not have been ready for a long time what next ah the pillow-cases one two three four yes all the dozen here here are your shirts three dozen what linen look at it it's dutch make i drove myself to the shop to vasily vasilich's he brought out the three best pieces he had mind you count them over by the list dear boy every time you get them home from the laundress they are all brand new you won't see many such shirts in petersburg very likely they will change them there are such dishonest creatures to be sure who have no fear of god socks twenty-two pairs do you know what i have thought of to put your pocket-book with your money in a sock you will not need any till you get to petersburg so god grant if anything should happen they may rummage but they will not find it and the letter to your uncle i have put there too how delighted he will be to be sure here's seventeen years gone by and we've never sent a word to one another that's a long time here are your neckties and here are the handkerchiefs one half dozen is still with sonushka don't tear your handkerchiefs my darling they are all good cambric i bought them at mehayov's at two and a quarter roubles a yard now that's all the linen now your clothes but where is yevsay why isn't he looking on yevsay yevsay came lazily into the room what are your orders he asked still more lazily what are my orders repeated anna pavlovna angrily why aren't you looking where i pack the things but when you want anything on the journey you will go and turn everything topsy-turvy he can't tear himself from his sweetheart such a treasure the day is long enough you will have plenty of time is this how you mean to look after your master in petersburg you had better be careful look here these are the dress clothes you see where i lay them and you sashenka be careful of them don't wear them every day the cloth costs sixteen roubles a yard when you go to see the best people wear it and don't sit down all anyhow like your auntie who never could sit down on an empty chair or sofa but was bound to go and plump down where someone had put a hat or some such thing the other day she sat down on a saucer of jam such a mess she made when you go out rather more quietly wear this coat here now your waistcoats one two three four two pairs of trousers well there are clothes to last you the next three years ah i am tired and no mistake the whole morning i have been on my legs you can go yevsay let us talk a little of something else soon our guests will be here and then there will be no time 
she sat down on the sofa and made her son sit down beside her well sasha she said after a short silence you are now going to a strange land a strange land petersburg how you talk mamma wait a little wait a little hear what i want to say god alone knows what awaits you there what you will meet with good and bad i trust he our father in heaven will guard you and you my dear above all don't forget him remember that without faith there is no salvation anywhere or in anything you will take a good position there you will mix with people of consequence indeed we are as good as anybody your father was a nobleman a major all the same humble yourself before the lord god pray both in good fortune and in bad and not like the proverb the peasant does not cross himself till he hears the thunder there are men who while they have good luck don't even go to church and then when they come to grief they will put up candles at a rouble apiece and will give alms to the poor that is a great sin and while we are talking of the poor don't waste money on them too often don't give away too much why should you spoil them they won't think any the more of you for it they will spend it in drink and only laugh at you you have a soft heart i know you would be ready i dare say to give away even a sixpenny piece no that's not necessary god will provide will you visit the house of god will you go every sunday to mass she sighed alexander was silent he remembered that while he was studying at the university and living in the capital of the province he had not been very zealous in going to church and in the country it was only from desire to please his mother that he had accompanied her to mass he was ashamed to tell a lie his mother understood his silence and sighed again well i won't compel you she continued you are a young man how could you be as zealous in the house of god as an old woman like me perhaps your official duties now will hinder you or you will be staying late at some grand houses and will oversleep yourself god will have pity on your youth don't be troubled you have a mother she will not oversleep so long as there is a drop of blood left in my body so long as my tears are not dried up in my eyes and god has compassion on my sins i will crawl if i have not the strength to walk along the road to church i will give my last breath i will shed my last tear for you my dear my prayers shall win you health and position and decorations and heavenly and earthly blessings can it be that he our father in heaven will despise the prayers of a poor old woman for myself i want nothing let him take everything from me health life sight only may he grant you every pleasure every happiness and good she could not finish tears began to fall from her eyes alexander jumped up from his place mamma he said there sit down sit down she replied hastily wiping away her tears i have still a great deal more to talk to you about what was i going to say it's gone out of my head oh you see what a memory i have ah keep the fasts my dear that is a great thing on wednesdays and fridays god will pardon it but lent god forbid look at mikhail mikhailitch he thought himself an enlightened man but what happened to him festival and fast alike he eat as greedily as ever it positively makes my hair stand on end he gave to the poor to be sure but was his charity acceptable to the lord they say he once gave a sovereign to an old man he took it to be sure but turned his back and spat all bowed to him and god knows what they said to his face but behind his back they crossed themselves when they thought of him as though he were a devil alexander listened with some impatience 
and gazed from time to time out of window at the distant road she was silent for a minute take care of your health before all things she continued if you are seriously ill which god forbid write i will make a great effort and come to you who would look after you in petersburg why they would even seize the opportunity to rob you in your sickness don't go into the streets after dark keep away from ferocious-looking people take care of your money save it for a rainy day spend it reasonably from money the accursed thing comes everything good and evil don't be extravagant don't waste it on needless whims you will receive from me without fail two thousand five hundred roubles a year two thousand five hundred roubles is no small matter don't spend it on any kind of luxury nothing of that sort only don't deny yourself anything you can have if you want any dainty don't grudge the money don't give way to wine ah it is the greatest enemy of mankind and here she dropped her voice beware of women i know them there are creatures so shameless that they will throw themselves on your neck when they see such a she looked lovingly at her son that's enough mamma isn't it time i had my breakfast he asked almost with vexation directly directly now one word more don't set your heart on the wife of another she went on hurriedly that is a great sin do not covet your neighbour's wife is written in the scriptures if any woman there tries to get hold of you to marry you god forbid don't dare to think of it they will be ready to entrap you when they see that you have money and are good-looking i dare say at your chiefs or at some other distinguished and wealthy grandees they will set their caps at you and try to make a match for their daughters well then it might be only write to me i will come somehow and will see that they are not palming off just any girl on you simply to get rid of her some old maid or poor creature every one will try to make up to a match like you but if you yourself fall in love and she proves to be a good girl well then here she lowered her voice sonushka need not be considered the old woman in her love for her son was ready even to act against her conscience after all what was maria karpovna thinking about her daughter is no match for you a country girl there are others besides her who would be glad to get hold of you sophia no mamma i shall never forget her said alexander well well my dear never mind i only mentioned it work a little in your situation come home here and then as god sees fit there are always plenty of girls if you don't forget her well then but if she wanted to say more but had not the heart and bending to his ear she asked softly and will you remember your mother see what you've worked yourself up to he interrupted please let them serve what you have omelette or whatever it is forget you how could you imagine such a thing may god punish me hush hush sasha she broke in quickly why are you calling down such things on your head no no whatever happens if such a thing comes to pass let me suffer alone you are young you are only beginning life you will have friends you will marry a young woman will fill the place of your mother and of every one for you no may god bless you as i bless you she kissed him on the forehead and so ended her sermon but why is it nobody comes she said not maria karpovna nor anton ivanitch nor the priest are come the mass must be over by now i should think ah here is someone coming anton ivanitch i fancy yes it is he speak of the devil who does not know anton ivanitch he is a wandering jew he has existed always everywhere from the most ancient times and has never become extinct 
he was present at the greek and roman symposiums and certainly tasted the fatted calf killed by the happy father on the return of the prodigal son among us in russia he takes various forms the one in question had twelve serfs mortgaged over and over again he lived almost in a hut a kind of queer building resembling a log-house the entrance somewhere behind over some timber close up to the hedge but for twelve years he had been continually declaring that in the following spring he would start building a new house he kept no housekeeper in his house there was not a man of his acquaintance who had dined supped or drunk a cup of tea in his house but also there was not a man with whom he had not dined supped or drunk tea fifty times a year in days gone by anton ivanitch used to walk about in loose pantaloons and a full-skirted overcoat now he wears on weekdays a surtout and trousers on holidays a frock-coat of what sort of cut god only knows in figure he is fat because he has no sorrows no cares no emotions though he pretends that he spends his whole life in the sorrows and cares of others but it is well known that the sorrows and cares of others do not make us thin that is a fact admitted on all hands end of chapter one part two recording by expatriate in bangor maine